I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. America with your host, Sean Parnell. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. It's the start of a brand new week, and we had one hell of a weekend uh, in Fort Parnell. Uh, just filled with emotional ups and downs, the likes of which you probably cannot believe, but with Five children ranging from 10 to 16 and boys and girls and everything in between. Uh, yeah, you can imagine. We lost our cat over this week, uh, over the weekend. Everybody was super stressed. Right before the show, we found her. So now the kids are all upstairs celebrating. Boys had hockey. Uh, my daughter, Emma, had her musical. And I'm telling you, it was Finding Nemo. She did an unbelievable job. She had two of the funniest lines in the musical. Um, and she actually had a singing line, which, so this, this family, uh, Team Parnell, Squad Parnell, Fire Team Parnell, whatever you want to call us, uh, we're super proud of her. We had we had a, an awesome weekend, uh, but it's great to be back with you all here today. Um, just right off the top, you know the drill: smash that like button, that little green thumb under the video. It helps a lot with Rumble. It helps Rumble notice us. If you're watching from Red Voice Media, get on over here to Battleground Live and subscribe to this show. And if you're watching Battleground Live on my Rumble page, get over to Red Voice Media and subscribe to them. Because they are uh, a con- like the number one independent conservative media network, and they're growing like gangbusters. And they got one hell of a conservative lineup over there. So go follow them. They got content that runs basically all day, every day. So go check them out. Subscribe to them. Uh, yeah, I, I want to start the show off on a relatively somber note. Um, you know, uh, five special operators were killed in a training accident in the Mediterranean, and while it seems like the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan have left the news cycle. We've got new war uh, raging in Ukraine. The people are talking about a peace agreement there, which, by the way, I've only been talking about that for the last six months. If you've been paying attention to the show, I've been saying it over and over and over again. How was I rewarded by the media and the left-wing pundit class? You know, the mouth, the mouth breathing left wingers. Oh, they said I was a, put, a puppet of Putin because, you know, I believe in Donald Trump's the- ideology that, you know, we should try to keep people from dying because war is hell. Uh, now, another war raging in in Israel. Israel is, you know, with a focused mission on the eradication of Hamas. Now, Iran's getting into the fold. All of this, folks, you know, this you lay this all right at the doorstep of Joe Biden and the bottom line is, is that weakness is dangerous. Biden is, is, is of course, weak. He's he's cognitively compromised. He's an animated corpse. I mean, he just he's a disaster all the way around. And the reality is our enemies see that and they're taking advantage of that. And the entire reason why these special operators were even over in that region in the first place was because of a potential conventional threat with Iran uh, and to perhaps support Israel with humanitarian aid and relief if they need it. I mean, hopefully they don't. Israel has not asked for American troops to be on the ground. They don't want American troops on the ground. 
but again, special operators are over there precisely because of the weakness of Joe Biden, which has been just his weakness has led to a domino effect that has led us to where we are in this moment. So I want to take a couple of minutes and I want to recognize these guys because they aren't recognized enough and our country would not be what it is today were it not for these great and extraordinary people, men and women, but men in, that died in this accident. So if we've got the images, David, can we put up uh, there? That's Chief Warrant Officer 3, Stephen Dwyer, 38 of Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, Chief Warrant Officer Shane M. Barnes, 34, Sacramento, California. Staff Sergeant Tanner W. Grown, 26 of Gorham, New Hampshire. Sergeant Andrew Southerd. 27 of Apache Junction, Arizona, and Sergeant Cade M. Wolf, 24 of Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, I want to say to you all, God bless you all. Uh, salute, fair winds and flowing seas, as they say in the Navy. But we love you and we appreciate you uh, as a country. Obviously, folks, this stuff hits really close to home with me because it just seems like you know, I've lost 30 of my closest friends. I've told many of you this before uh, to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Well, I went on War Room this weekend with Steve Bannon on Saturday, and I talked specifically about this, about how our politicians are making decisions and they're not necessarily aware of the cost of war. And that's a real problem. And Bannon said to me on the show, Sean, you've got to be the leading voice of this generation to keep us out of these things. And He's absolutely right. Not just me, by the way, but any veteran who has seen the horror of horrors of war has got to come back and educate politicians who are in office now about the cost, the real cost. So we don't send men and women into the fight frivolously, but also after they're done educating, get in the fight and run for office yourself. This country needs you. I, I always like when veterans run. I mean, regard. look, I've told you I, I took a note that protect and defend this this constitution, protect and defend this country. That's what matters to me. And, you know, if you're someone who believes that and someone who loves this country and maybe someone who feels this country slipping away, get in the fight. You cannot afford to, you know, put your boots and uniform in the closet and fade away, like Douglas MacArthur said in this famous West Point speech so many years ago in the wake of World War II. Your country still has a mission for you. Your country needs you. And this country is falling apart. So if you don't step up, I'm not sure how we save it. The reason why, you know, obviously we want to remember and, and celebrate the legacy of these troops. And, you know, by the way, uh, you understand exactly why I talk about this stuff. It's about educating our children, your grandchildren, about the true cost of freedom in the hopes that they they understand what it means to be an American. They understand what it means to grow up in the best, freest nation on the face of the planet. And also that there's nowhere else to go. I've been stationed all over the world, all over the world. I, I remember what it was like being in on, in South Korea and standing at Panmunjom and looking at the North Korean side. And every single day, North Koreans desperate to escape to South Korea because living in, in North Korea is the closest thing to hell on earth imaginable. Yeah, European nations are free, sort of, but they're nothing like America. Spent time in Germany, spent time in Tajikistan, spent time in Saudi Arabia, spent time in Afghanistan. There ain't nothing like this country. And we should cherish it. And we should we should teach our kids to remember men like this who died in service to, to our country. 
who raised their right hand and volunteered to serve this country, knowing that they might have to give their life and do so not willingly. You know, you know what he wants to give their life for their country, but they're willing to do it if need be. And we should celebrate those people. And it upsets me so much when it seems like our politicians don't understand what that sacrifice is. They're not appreciative of it, even though they say BS stock platitudes. And this is I'm going to get to this later in the show about the danger of stock platitudes and believing in them. The whole uh, Biden at the end of every speech is like, and may God bless our troops. Like, we know you don't give a damn about our troops. You want to know how? Breaking news just before the show aired today. I was telling some folks in the live chat um, that there's some stuff going on in Iran and the State Department is mulling whether or not to waiver and give Iran access to $10 billion. That decision is going to come today. Now, why Iran needs $10 billion in addition to the $6 billion of sanction-free money that we just gave them, by the way, in September, prior to the 7 October massacre in Israel. I mean, I, I don't understand this. Uh, to me, it's again, it's it's yet another in a long list of many impeachable offenses. You know, um, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, and and look, I'm, I told you to give this guy a chance, and I still will. I, I'm still right there. My 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 position hasn't changed on any of this, but he said there's not enough evidence to speak uh, to impeach Joe Biden at this point. I mean, I, I obviously disagree with that. There's evidence all. There's so much evidence it's hard to sift through at this point. But just releasing ten billion dollars to an enemy who conducted, who who is primarily res, responsible for planning and financing and training and executing a terrorist attack in Israel that killed 1,400 people and Americans, still 30 plus Americans, I think, are captured by Hamas. I mean, I'm sorry. How is that not, how is that not an impeachable offense to give aid and comfort to your enemy? Iran has been exporting terror around the world for 50 years. They've killed more Americans than I can count. In fact, that's been their mission to kill as many Americans as possible. Yet we're still cutting checks to them. And to me, that's an insult to the sacrifice of our men and women who serve in uniform every day. So that's all, that's all I'll say on that. I got a lot of stuff to cover on the show, and I could talk for a whole hour on that, as most of you all know. Uh, before I get into everything, let me just again thank Deepwell Services, a founding sponsor of this program. They're an amazing drilling company that's hiring. They've got locations all across the country. Work on an oil field, you could be making 250 grand in one in five years if you follow Deepwell's educational track. They're also hiring office positions as well. So marketing, community engagement, community management, uh, social media, you name it, they've got it. And they're a great company. So deepwellservices.com, check them out. Also Cabot Guns, they're an amazing, make the best 1911 pistols in the country. When I first started this show, I talked to the CEO of that company. He's like, so how much money you need to get this thing going? Boom, wrote a check right then and there. So these are the kinds of people that make up these companies. And as conservatives, we should support companies that share our values. And if you're not looking for a job with Deepwell, I mean, obviously, like they're an amazing company that allows us to be energy independent. And they're all it's owned and operated by American patriots as well, which is also important. But let's let's make sure we spend our dollars with company with companies who share our values and appreciate us. Uh, one of those companies is also American Alternative Assets. Uh, listen up, Bidenomics is not working. The U.S. dollar is losing value fast and your hard-earned savings are at risk. Uh, you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. 
Please contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2USA-GOLD. That's 833-287-2465. Or visit protectfrombiden.com because Joe Biden sucks and we all need protection from him. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. So call 833-2USA-GOLD. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay, let's uh, move right along. The, The 2024 Dem playbook was revealed to me this weekend. And as far as I can tell, I I mean, I've been watching media all day to try to see if anyone was going to highlight this. But to me, it's clear as day what they're going to do. Um, I got to show you this video. We're just going to roll through this stuff quickly because I got a big show for you today. And sometimes I get caught up too much talking about one thing. And I want to make sure I hit it all for you today so I don't leave a whole lot on the cutting room floor. But the Democrats, again, what's my golden rule with the Democrats, folks? Do you remember what it is? If the Democrats are accusing you of something, they themselves are guilty of it. This rule can be applied to almost anything that they're talking about. These people, these communists, these mouth breathers, these America-hating lunatics, they, they are experts and masters at projection. And I mean, almost nothing they, they say can be taken at face value. Again, I'm not talking about old school Democrats, you know, people, Tip O'Neill Democrats working with Ronald Reagan. I mean, I'm not talking about any of that. You know, my grandfather was a Democrat. He'd be rolling over in his grave if he saw what his party looked like today. But these Democrats today, they are masters of of manipulation. They know they're not going to get any hard questions by the media. They're they 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 have no desire. I'm going to repeat this because this is important. They have no desire to report the truth or facts. None. Their mission is narrative. And part and parcel with that narrative is always about how they can gain or retain power. And we've covered on this show extensively and debunked the the rumors and the false narratives that Trump can't win in the general election. In fact, the opposite is true. Democrats are petrified of Trump, which is why they are all, and I mean it all, simultaneously rolling out this narrative that I'm about to show you at the exact same time. And I got to tell you, I I, got to tell you, I kind of respect their ability to double down on these narratives and really get this. I mean, they're experts at information warfare. They are far better than us. But part of my job on this show is to show you exactly what they're doing. Uh, so let's roll this tape of, of Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki Psaki, uh, the White House press secretary before KJP. She did her show uh, this past weekend, and it was filled with whack job, blue, what we call blue anon conspiracy theorists. You see what I did there? It's a play on how the left always you know, calls conservatives QAnon whack jobs. Well, they're blue and on. Do you get it? Blue because they're Demo- Democrats and anon sort of. Yeah, you get it. Uh, but Jen Psaki is a blue and on conspiracy theorist, along with everybody else who goes on her show. But just watch this mouth breeder talk about Trump in this segment over the weekend and try not to spit out whatever it is that you just drank or let your IQ be lowered by more than 10 points. Go ahead and roll the tape. And yet 
the hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to align his administration with people who will actually help him do it. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way. I mean, please tell me. I mean, it's it's amazing, right? The projection. I, it's like sometimes I wonder if they can if they know that they're just whack job lying, crazy people. Like, do they know like when they wake up in the morning and they brush their teeth and they look they look themselves in the mirror? Do they say, like, I'm going to go on TV tonight and I'm going to lie to the American people? You see, I I completely I think they do. I don't think this is ignorance. I don't think that this is a political necessarily uh, political talking points. I think that they know they are brazenly lying to the American people. I think they know it. And I think they know the media is in the tank form, so they're not going to question it. Jamie Raskin, this Democrat, um, this also another blue and on conspiracy theorist who's actually happens to be an elected representative in the U.S. House of Representatives, um, total whack job. He was on with Jen Psaki as well. And he went on as RNC Research, which is a great Twitter page. You should follow them because they put out great clips. And and what Republican research, the RNC research says, in a remarkable delusional tirade, even for him, says a potential second term for Donald Trump, former President Trump, would look a lot like. Go ahead and roll the tape. Well, the, the role of the government, in his view, is to advance his political fortunes and destroy his political enemies. So what would a second term look like? It would look a lot like Vladimir Putin in Russia. It would look a lot like Viktor Orban in Hungary. Illiberal democracy, meaning democracy without rights or liberties or respect for the uh, due process system, the rule of law. <laughs> is that is that could that be another third Russia, like a third, fourth? What? How many Russia collusion? How many Russia hoaxes do we need now? Now, Donald Trump is literally a second turn of Donald Trump. He's literally Vladimir Putin, like literally is like what they do. Right. Like amazing to me. And by the way, by the way, by the way, Jamie Raskin was somebody who denied the results of the 2016 election and urge state electors to change their vote. Oh my gosh, I mean, what a threat to, to democracy. And he's basically an insurrectionist. And where, wherever Jamie Raskin is running, we should certainly, you know, 14th Amendment challenge, label him a, an insurrectionist and boot him off the ballot, right? Because if we're being intellectually honest, that's what they're trying to do to Donald Trump. So Jamie Raskin shouldn't hold office either, right? Right? Wrong. So not just is Jen Psaki saying that Donald Trump is going to be literally a dictator and then Jamie Raskin saying that Donald Trump is going to be literally Vladimir Putin. The Washington Post came out with this article and it's the, the tweet says Trump calls enemies vermin, echoing dictators like Hitler and Mussolini. So 
I want to I want to read a couple of lines from this, okay? Because I want you to see how crazy this is. Uh, but former President Donald Trump denigrated his domestic opponents and critics during a Veterans Day speech Saturday, calling those on the other side of the aisle quote vermin and suggesting that they pose a greater threat to the United States than countries such as Russia, China, or North Korea. I, I by the way, I, I agree with it, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. That language is drawing rebuke from historians who compared it to that of authoritarian leaders. So here's the quote from Trump, okay? It's not the first paragraph, it's the second paragraph after they've already tried to set the context in your mind as to Trump being literally Hitler and Mussolini. We pledge to you that we, this is from Trump, okay? We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections, Trump said toward the end of his speech. And then, of course, they add repeating his false claims that the 2020 election was stolen. Well, it was. They know it. They wrote about it in Time magazine. Anybody that can think for themselves know that they rigged or or again, let's use their language, the very language that they use in Time magazine, that they fortified the election. And then Trump goes on to say they'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. I'm sorry, but do you see anything differently? I mean, that's exactly what is happening. We talk, I've talked about it on this show. The Democrats are an existential threat to America. In fact, there are very famous politicians like Abraham Lincoln being one of them that believed that the United States could not be conquered by any outside force. <laughs> Couldn't. The United States is at risk from falling from within, becoming divided against one another. So what he's saying is not crazy. It's not wrong. It's not even radical. Being a communist, being a Marxist, being a fascist, I mean, obviously, you're allowed to say what you want in this country, but those three things are diametrically opposed to what it means to be an American. And if these people are in our government, festering within the deep state in, in unelected bureaucrats, then one can make the argument that it's the president's job when he raises his right hand to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, against all enemies foreign and domestic, that it is his job to do exactly what he's saying in this speech, but not according to the Washington Post. To the Washington Post, he's literally Hitler and Mussolini, huh? right? Right. I mean, Trump's very, very scary. And this tweet, this tweet from this uh, guy from, uh, I can't, right? This guy's like, so spokesperson, oh, uh, Trump. Oh, it's Trump. So I'm looking at the, um, at the, at I'm in my show rundown here that Trump, of course, denied uh, his spokesperson, denied the Trump rhetoric echoes that of dictators like Hitler and Mussolini. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and declares that those who say it uh, will find their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. I mean, OK, again, here's this this guy, uh, Peter Baker, out there basically saying that Trump will crush you if you if you dissent from his viewpoints, basically like Hitler and Mussolini. Then there's this uh, Axios article, okay? This is another one. All at the same time, okay? All this is happening at the same exact time. Behind the curtain, Trump allies, uh, Trump allies pre-screen loyalists for unprecedented power grab. 
Former President Trump's allies are pre-screening the ideologies of thousands of potential foot soldiers as part of an unprecedented operation to centralize and expand his power at every level of the U.S. government if he wins in 2024. Officials involved in the effort tell Axios. I mean, look, I hope so. I hope Donald Trump gets in the Oval Office and cleans house. I wouldn't have a problem if Donald Trump cut 50% of the federal workforce. Find every communist, every whack job, radical, communist, fascist, liberal, and get them out of our government. Fire them. Gone. Anyone that doesn't believe in the Constitution, gone. I mean, you have people that work, and we a couple of weeks ago I showed you a clip from a, a, a committee meeting with Josh Hawley where he was questioning Mayorkas about someone that worked for the Department of Homeland Security that was celebrating Hamas's attack on Israel. Yes, while you are free to say crazy sh- shit in America, it doesn't mean you're entitled to work for our federal federal government. So I hope Trump gets in there and cleans house. I mean, it, then you get this Matt Gertz, right? Some idiot from Media Matters. He's already spreading this blue and on conspiracy theory as well. He's he's elevating this Axios uh, article, and he says. And I quote, the institutional right is a pro-Trump is screening a pro-Trump army of 54,000 loyalists that if elected, Trump plans to use to unleash DOJ on his political enemies, create deportation camps for millions of, of immigrants and generally turn his whim into law. Oh, please don't tempt me with a good time. I mean, because, like, I'm sorry. Have you seen the videos? that are coming from our cities where migrants are destroying our culture, destroying our cities, tearing down American flags on Veterans Day. We'll get to that in a little bit. Where the Biden administration is weaponizing the DOJ. This is is why all this is, they're they're just experts at political projection. They're experts, the golden rule. They accuse you of something, they themselves are guilty of it. All this is happening at the exact same time that Biden himself is acting like a dictator and using his Department of Justice to go after his number one political opponent and all of his allies. And January 6th grandmas. Oh, by the way, if you're a January 6th grandma, decades in jail. I mean, come on. This is absolutely ridiculous. America, wake up. You can't possibly believe this stuff. And to the media, stop it. It's crazy. It's insane. It's tired. It's old. People are sick of it. Just tell the truth. And the reason why they're doing this is, you guessed it, this new poll came out today, at very top of the political Politico playbook, which, again, a left-leaning publication, right? New poll shows Trump leading slightly in, in four battleground states, also beats Harris and Newsom, Biden way ahead of DeSantis. And so the Dems are totally freaking out about these poll results and Biden, this according to Julie Kelly, Biden's downplaying of his dire political situation. And this very same political political article, uh, it's it's there's a quote from it um, from Byron York, uh, but he talks about it and said Biden will not be able to govern and campaign in the in the manner of previous incumbents. Um, Biden can't he's not going to be able to campaign and govern at the same time. He's just too old. He's too decrepit. Uh, animated corpses. Most of the time struggle doing this stuff. Um, but this Politico article, I want to I want to read you again a, a snippet from this article and keep in mind that they are hammering the American people with all of this at the same time. OK, this new narrative, um, the title of this Politico article is how Biden can turn it around. 
right? Boy, Politico, it would be great if if Republicans got puff pieces like this, wouldn't it? I mean, running as a Democrat's the easiest thing in the world. You never have to take any tough questions. You can do whatever you want. You can be corrupt as hell. Nobody ever questions you. In fact, they just want to get in bed with you. These people are these people are despicable. Uh, but okay, let me read to you from this article because this is really important. For Biden to use fundraisers as he did Thursday, he went to a fundraiser, and he denied his difficulties and complained about press coverage may be therapeutic, but it doesn't make him any likelier to defeat Trump once more. 2024 will be an extraordinary election, and it demands extraordinary measures. That's in part for reasons Biden refuses to accept. His capacity to do the job. The oldest president in history, when he first took the oath, Biden will not be able to govern and campaign in the manner of previous incumbents. He simply does not have the capacity to do it. And his staff doesn't trust him to even try, as they make clear by blocking him from the press. Biden's bid will now give new meaning to Rose to a Rose Garden campaign, and it requires accommodation that to it requires accommodation to that unavoidable fact of life. Uh, moreover, in this, Biden would agree this election will be exceptional because of the threat Trump poses. Really? This this election will be exceptional because of the threat Trump poses. The former president is an exiled strongman who's taken over a traditional political party and is attempting to reclaim office to consolidate power and punish his enemies with little regard for the Constitution. Just ask him. Okay. All right. This is um this is so frustrating because these people are despicable, brazen, horrible liars. Trump was already in the White House for four years, even though he had the election stolen from him, rigged against him, he still left and there was a peaceful transfer of power. Yes, there was a mostly peaceful protest on January 6th, but what happened on January 6th was nothing. It paled in comparison to what Black Lives Matter and Antifa did to this country during all four years of his presidency. They killed people. They burned down cities, caused billions of dollars worth of damage. It's absolutely sickening that the media is trying this, trying to compare Donald Trump to Hitler and Mussolini. Are you kidding me? Donald Trump was the greatest peacetime president of my life. He actually struck a peace agreement in the Middle East. You, me, anybody think that peace in the Middle East was possible? In fact, for 20 years of my life in school, my teachers and politicos, all, oh my God, peace in the Middle East would be great. Peace on earth, peace in the Middle East, peace on earth. Like Trump did it. And all you ass clowns are out there trying to throw the guy in jail and smear his name, call him Hitler or Mussolini. Why? It's absolutely sickening to me. Trump is a, is a strongman dictator. Guarantee you that the war in Ukraine, Putin does not invade if Trump is president. There's no question of whether or not China invades Taiwan if Trump is president. Hamas does not attack Israel if Trump is president. I mean, we cut off funding for Iran. We pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal. We sanctioned the hell out of them. So how would Iran had the capability to even train Hamas if Trump was president? In fact, Trump was assassinating Iranian leaders, left and right. And remember Kasim Soleimani? The media, round-the-clock coverage for a week. Like, they acted like this guy was a revered, mili a revered military scholar, Kasim Soleimani. 
Never mind the fact that this guy was the architect for the EFP, improvised explosive device that killed thousands of American troops and wounded tens of thousands more. No, Trump struck peace with all these people. We had our enemies running scared. And Biden goes into office and promptly undoes all of it. And look, the world is on fire everywhere. So yes, you guessed it, folks. As you probably assume by now, and it's amazing to me that I, can, I, 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 I even have to say this, but it's true. Everything I just showed you supports it. That the Democrat strategy in 2024 is basically the same as the the critically acclaimed book, Everyone I Don't Like is Hitler. Let's go ahead and throw the image up on the screen. Do we have it? There it is. Everyone I Don't Like is Hitler. That's the Democrat strategy in 2024. Say Trump is a dictator. He's like Vladimir Putin. He's like Benito Mussolini. He's like Adolf Hitler. I'm sure Joseph Stalin will come eventually. Now, these are people that killed tens of millions of dollars and created war all around. Or these are people who murdered tens of millions of people and created war all over the world. It's, it's absolutely insulting that these people think that this kind of behavior is acceptable. But that book is a pretty amazing cover. Everyone I don't like is Hitler. But that's it. That's their strategy. Um, okay, if you made it halfway through the program, we've got a lot more to cover. Um, if you made it thus far, like and rumble, uh, smash that like button. It's very, very important. I want to tell you very quickly about the wellness company, and then we'll roll through the rest of this program ad-free. Uh, we're living in times where being prepared is not just a convenience, it's a necessity. Whether it's geopolitical instability, the threats of war, or just increasing occurrence of natural disasters, you can never be too prepared. And let's face it, folks, our government a.k.a. mouth-breathing Joe Biden, hasn't been doing a great job in ensuring our safety. So it's up to us to take matters into our own hands. And that's why I'm super excited to introduce you to this medical emergency kit from our friends at The Wellness Company. High-quality doctors are involved with The Wellness Company, including Dr. Peter McCullough. They provide top-quality wellness kits. And let me tell you, they have outdone themselves with this kit. I'm telling you, Commander Melanie and I, big believers in this stuff. This kit contains a range of prescription medications like ivermectin, and antibiotics that can prepare you from everything, can prepare you from everything, from COVID to the plague. And the best part, these prescriptions are available through telemedicine. So you don't even have to leave your home to consult with a healthcare provider. Folks, this is the future of emergency preparedness. This comprehensive kit is designed to cover a whole range of scenarios, be it natural disasters like hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, supply chain shortages, and yes, even end of the world as we know it situations. As something that my family and I talks about quite often is what would your weapon of choice be during the zombie apocalypse? I know what mine is. Maybe we'll do a poll about this later in the live chat and prep for tomorrow's show. But you obviously need this emergency metal medical kit from the wellness company as well. So if you're sitting there wondering if you need this, let me make it simple for you. You absolutely do. Because this question isn't if an emergency will happen. It's when and when it does. Wouldn't you rather be the person who's prepared? rather than the one scrambling around when it's too late. So go check out this must-have emergency medical kit from the Wellness Company. You can get it now at rbmemergencykit.com. There you go, folks. Now I'll tell you, you don't want to be that person that that is unprepared and has to scramble to other people's houses to steal stuff because, yes, those people are going to exist in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. That much, I promise you. So be ready. Be ready. Okay, so let's move along. Uh, okay. Black Lives Matter, 
Antifa, pro-Hamas protests. What do all these three things have in common? They're all communism, like just under a different name. Something happened over the weekend that really, really upset me. This is on Veterans Day and it upset me for a lot of different reasons, just because our country seems like we've totally lost our way. We've allowed generations, a couple generations of our children to be indoctrinated by these radical high school teachers, radical commie left, left-wing high school teachers, college professors who want you to believe that Gaza is an open-air prison or an apartheid state and Israel dominates them and they're evil, they're evil, like evil empire of Israel. It just could not be further from the truth. But this video, I think it happened on Veterans Day. But go ahead and go ahead and roll this tape of what was happening in New York City on Veterans Day. down of American flags on Veterans Day, in addition to, of course, pulling down hostage pictures, missing pictures of children and babies who the terrorist organization, terrorist organization captured these people. And we have Americans, young kids tearing them down. Why? I mean, regardless of how you feel about Israel, Gaza, Palestine, Hamas, like, you don't support, you know, a missing picture of an American baby who was kidnapped by a terrorist organization. You're, you you think tearing it down? You think that that makes you the good guy? It, it doesn't. And and this isn't just happening in in northern cities like New York. You, I've heard people say over and over again, like, "Oh, well, just see these people try to do that in Texas." Well, it happened in Texas this weekend. Hamas supporters took over. The streets of Austin, Texas, just this past weekend. Go ahead and watch this. Listen, if you don't like this country and you want to go to your rallies and speak another language and tear down American flags and burn our flags and attack our police, which, by the way, why the hell are our police watching these crazy psychos tear down American flags on Veterans Day in New York City? We promised to never forget 9-11 and the terrorists who attacked this country. Well, it seems like you forgot pretty damn fast. Why are you allowing that to happen? I get it. Everyone's entitled to free speech, but come on, have some decency. The way it looked to me, these people are destroying public property. But if you don't like this country, you're not appreciative of America, 
If you're a migrant that came here, whether it's from open borders or legally, and you're unappreciative of what we have here, get the hell out. I'm over this. Leave. See how well you fare in Gaza. And hey, it might be pretty well because the media would have you believe and our education system would have you believe that Gaza is an apartheid state. Just like I told you, they believe that Gaza is an open air prison. They believe that all the people of Israel are preying upon the people of Gaza. It is all a lie. All of it. Nothing could be further from the truth. You want to see what Gaza was like before October 7th? You want to see it? Go ahead and roll this tape. Okay, not only do I want you to get the hell out of this country if you hate this country and you're not appreciative of what we offer here, if you're not appreciative of our customs and our way of life, I'm not asking you to discard your culture or where you came from. No, I'm asking you to assimilate to this country because this country is amazing and you're tearing it apart. And that just doesn't go for migrants who've come here. This also goes for American colleges who can't seem to pull their, their head out of their ass. You seem to like be listening to these stupid, moronic college professors who cheer when there's a revolution in the Middle East, but yet have no idea what it means to be in the midst of a revolution and watch women get raped and children get killed and men be, get, get the streets slathered with blood. These people have no idea what that's like, yet they cheer it like it's something that they've seen in a movie. And never mind the fact Never mind how this is affecting Jewish people in this country, not just in this country, but all around the world. Morgan Ortegas is, is a friend of mine, and she's a really great woman. She's a mom. She's married mom, and she's super protective of her kids. She was on Fox recently talking about how it means to be an American Jew with this not just rise of anti-Semitism. It's, it's not sufficient to say that because, of course, yes, that's happening. But what these people are asking for, what they're supporting is genocide. Because if you're rallying in support of Hamas and you're tearing down American flags, preferring instead to fly Palestinian flags, then you are calling for the genocide of Israel and a genocide of an entire people. And that is evil incarnate. But listen to Morgan uh, when she went on Fox recently and talked about what it was like to be a Jew in America and raising Jewish children. Just check this out. Don't become blind to what's unfolding before our eyes. It, I, it's hard to say. Are you okay? It's just terrifying to be a Jewish parent right now. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Um, the one thing I thought through all of this is I'm going to teach her to fight. You know, I'm, I'm wearing my star, David. I'm not taking it off. I'm not going to hide. 
And that's what I'm going to teach my daughter. And as much as I look at these college campuses, and I look right here in New York City, kids not much older than her had to barricade themselves in a library, had to be escorted out of the back. This is happening in America. This is why we have to fight them. This is why, you know, I just, I, I refuse not to wear Jewish symbols. I refuse to try and hide our identity and who we are. I, I will not do that in America. Well, Morgan, and to every Jew here in America and all around the world, I can guarantee you, you're not going to have to fight alone. I'm Catholic. I'm not Jewish. But what's what you are up against right now in this world is evil. And neither you or your children should have to go through this alone. So there are millions of pragmatic Americans, people who love this country, who will stand with you. And that much you can take to the bank, because I promise you, you will not have to fight alone. And so, folks, so much of what we're seeing, the collapse of America, and indeed the collapse of American cities, is all by design. All of it. Look no further than what Gavin Newsom did to San Francisco this weekend. We got this video of Gavin Newsom, David. Let's go ahead and roll this. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true. Because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Okay. So Gavin Newsom up there, smug little D bag mouth breather that he is. First of all, he's talking like someone who is unafraid of being held accountable for anything, right? Keep that in the forefront of your mind. Democrats, they they're not afraid of being held accountable because they never are. But San Francisco is, again, they have an app that tracks human poop so that you can avoid it on the sidewalk. There are homeless encampments everywhere. Yet Gavin Newsom cleared the streets in preparation for Xi Jinping of China to come and visit him in California. Xi Jinping is a brutal dictator who puts the Uyghurs and other people in concentration camps and rapes, tortures, murders them. No, Now, do you want to talk about Hitler, Mussolini, and people that are like him? Xi Jinping is one of those people. And so Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, can clean the city of San Francisco to make it look pristine and beautiful again in 24 hours and prep for a visit? from a brutal dictator who murders innocent people, but he can't do it for Americans, for even the residents of a city in which he's the governor of that same state. What does that tell you about the modern new Democrat party in this country? That they don't care about you. They care about power. And in this case, kowtowing to brutal dictators all over the world. In this case, also somebody who puts people, his own people, in concentration camps. It's absolutely sickening. So all of these problems that we're facing, not just in America today, but in blue cities where crime is off the charts and there are homeless people everywhere and migrants are running roughshod over citizens who live there. And in the case of San Francisco, you can't even park your car outside because 100% the windows will be smashed and you will have stuff stolen from you and the cops are afraid to prosecute because they're not supported. All of this 
is created by Democrats. What you just found out from Gavin Newsom is that not only was it created by Democrats, it was solved by Democrats, not because of you, the American people. By the way, the vast majority of people who live in San Francisco are Democrats. So this should show you that Gavin Newsom doesn't give a damn about you. But hey, brutal foreign dictator, come on in, brother. We can fix these problems. And that's the takeaway, that all of these problems are fixable, but the Democrats don't want to fix them. Why? Because this is part of their playbook in 2024. It's talked about Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all these pro-Palestinian protests. They are communists just under a different name. They want the violence. They want the uprising. They want the homeless encampments. Why? Because it keeps us divided, keeps us focused on one another, Democrat versus Republican, all as the Democrats, these commies, destroy our country. And speaking of commies, Letitia James is smiling while New York City burns. You, it, it's like, so Donald Trump, as we know, is, is like being, you know, there's a Georgia case, there's a D.C. case, there's a New York City case. And I've explained this to, to everybody before, but just in case you're watching from Red Voice Media, and maybe this is the first time watching the show, what the Democrats is doing is very surgical in its approach. It's not just about, you know, lawfare against Trump generally. No, there are different pillars to what they're doing. The case in New York is about destroying Trump's it's about destroying Trump's businesses and his ability to self-finance his campaigns. The guy's a billionaire, they're trying to take that from him, okay? They want to destroy his ability to self-finance his campaign. They want to throw him and they want to use DC and 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 juries in Washington DC and in Fulton County, Georgia, taken from 99% Democrat jury polls, these radicals that are going to convict Trump like regardless of what the the fact pattern is. They're using those things to try to throw Trump in jail or get a felony conviction so that when he goes into the general election, he's going to be a convicted felon. And you'll hear that regurgitated in the media time and time and time and time again, even though that Trump on these cases will very likely win an appeal on all of these things. And the 14th Amendment challenges are about going after Trump's campaign, trying to remove him from the ballot. So you see the differences in all of these things, right? Well, Letitia James, Donald Trump Jr. was in court today, and I just you got to see Letitia James's smile because she's devious as hell. There's not a good bone in this woman's body. Go ahead and roll this tape. The fact that the Trump sons, the Trump organization, did not try to have this conspiracy to defraud banks and insurers uh, to get special rates on their properties by inflating those financial statements. Now, if you remember, Don Jr. was on the stand as a state's witness just about two weeks ago, and he distanced himself from being, you know, one of the top heads of Trump organization and preparing those financial statements. So when he takes the stand for the. This is all a joke to them. This is all a joke. These people don't care about you. They don't care even about the Trump. Obviously, they don't care about the Trump family, but they sure as hell don't care about you. Half the country, they don't give a damn about. The only reason why Letitia James is even in court is because of Trump is in court. And she'll know she'll be able to have media attention. She'll be able to use whatever personal pain that she's putting the Trumps through as as a stepping stone to maybe running for a higher office or fundraise more money. And that, folks, is just evil. And breaking just before the show, Don Jr. issued a statement outside of the New York City courtroom. You got to hear it because I, I, I got to tell you, I know Don. He is an extraordinary guy. He's a great father. He's a great guy. And it's, it's absolutely ridiculous 
what the Democrats in, in, in New York and Democrats nationwide are doing to this family. We go ahead and roll this tape. Uh, very large banks get paid back millions of dollars. There's no complaint from them, but a overzealous attorney general decides to try to break up a transaction. And I, the, the implications for future fraud, and perhaps they don't donate to her political campaign for any businesses operating in and around New York, uh, are truly staggering, but that shouldn't surprise anyone based on everything that we've seen coming out of this attorney general. Her statements, both before having any knowledge while running, The Trumps are, I've told you a lot about them. I I mean, they've been great to me and they've been great to my family and they're a great family. It's criminal what the media has done to them and and like told you about, oh, Trump's like Hitler. He's basically Mussolini. He's going to be like Vladimir. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, Donald Trump is probably more moderate than a great number of people who even watch this show. But you heard there at the end that, Don Jr. is talking about his aunt dying. Yeah, he's in court having to deal with family issues of the tragedy of his aunt dying today. And obviously that's been very tough on the Trump family, but he's in court dealing with these bogus charges. And that's how these Democrats fight. They're ruthless. So how do we get out of this? Okay. How do we get out of this? Americans just need to wake up. There's this quote from Pericles, just because you don't take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. You see, in America, it's so it's so fascinating to me that we promise ourselves that as parents, and I learned this as a new parent, but we promise ourselves when you when you see your children, you say, I just want to give my kids a better life than I had. I want my children to be more free than me. And I want them to grow up in a country that's better than the one that I had, right? That's where always seeking a more perfect union is is quintessentially an American tradition. But the irony of that and the great double-edged sword of that is that as we get more free, one generation after the next, each generation gets more free. They become untethered from what it means to be free and what it takes to be free. And any sense of accountability of the lives lost in pursuit of that freedom 
or the sacrifices made by others to get to where we are today. And I think that's part of the reason why you have uh, these American kids pulling down hostage posters of babies, American babies who are captured by Hamas because they don't know anything. Their parents never taught them about you know, how, what it means to be an exceptional American, what it means to be living in an exceptional country, what it means to live in a free country. And that freedom must be guarded and protected one generation after the next. Remember what Ronald Reagan said. You know, freedom wasn't passed in the, you know, in the, in the bloodstream from one generation to the next. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, not nearly as eloquent as Ronald Reagan. But freedom must be fought for by every American generation. And it certainly seems like so many in this country. And I was watching my daughter's musical this weekend. And as I told you, I was so proud of her. My whole family was proud of her. We all came out to support her. But as I sat there on the last day of the musical in disbelief at just how amazing she had done, I watched people in the crowd in Western Pennsylvania, where I'm from, interacting, talking, laughing uh, with each other, you know, going out to this to the concession stand, getting snacks, kids running around in circles, like playing. And it's just like makes me wonder. The vast majority of people in that room have had it so great in this country that they can't fathom that everything that we have here is perilously balanced on a knife's edge, that we somehow will never, ever lose what we have because we've always had it before. And, and that's a blessing in many ways to live in a country and not have to worry about that. But it can also be a curse. If we don't wake up too soon, we will lose what we have here. We will. And these people who maybe weren't paying attention to politics like we do on this show, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great part about being an American. But what I'm saying today is that America does need to wake up because we are losing our country. And I mean that. This isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. This is something that I feel as someone who took an oath to this country and would fight, bleed and die for this country if need be. I feel it slipping away. And the only solution is not just you, but other people around you waking up and saying enough is enough, that there's a line in the sand and these Democrats, these communists, you're not crossing it. Had enough. We're saving this country. And so, folks, we've come to the end of our hour together. Tomorrow, I have an amazing guest for you. His name's Jake Beckett. Jake Beckett is a, a Arkansas Razorback Defensive Player of the Year. He was a Super Bowl champion on the New England Patriots, and he's also super, super, super conservative. He's a savage a Senate candidate uh, from, from Arkansas, all-around amazing guy, very good friend of mine. He's on tomorrow at 5.15 uh, p.m. tomorrow night, so we got an amazing show for you. But up next is Drew Burquist from 6 to 9, three more hours of conservative content on Red Voice Media. If you've made it through the end of this program, make sure you smash that like button. It matters. Uh, but as usual, to all of you all who are in the trenches with me today, God bless you all. God bless this amazing country that we live in, this exceptional country, and God bless America. I'll see you tomorrow night. Take care.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.